umgoblue.com by fans for fans since 1999 welcome to this edition of the umgoblue.com podcast this is phil callahan along with clint derringer and we have a lot to talk about we have coaching changes we have jim harbaugh's individual golf again lots to chew on uh, our last podcast we covered Jim Harbaugh finally sending, signing his extension. So uh, let's kick it off. So uh, it leaked on Twitter, and I wouldn't say leak because uh, the if you're going to put this stuff on Zoom, you know it's going to be uh, it's going to get around. Uh, when Jim Harbaugh met with the high school coaches of Michigan in a clinic during a Zoom session, uh, he shared his individual goals for the team for Michigan football. And uh, a lot to chew on here. So, uh, number one, raise all those with whom I come in contact. Put players and staff in position to be successful in life and in football. So, Clint, what do you think about that one? I I think that that's been a big part of his uh, his personal philosophy from from year to year, and, and in most settings, I, I would say that that's pretty uh, pretty standard coach speak and um also lines up pretty pretty closely with uh, the language that harbaugh has always used um you know but it is it, it's clear that it, it he wants it to be across um all you know all spectrums he doesn't say athletes he doesn't say coaches he doesn't say members of the program he doesn't say michigan related stakeholders right it, it's every person that that he comes across so it's very very broad in, in all encompassing, but also at an individual level, one-on-one. So it, it, it's pretty, pretty standard, but there is a, a little bit of interesting language there. One of the things I find interesting is that, like you said, it is coach speak. I think you'd be uh, hard pressed to find any coach anywhere who at least doesn't give lip service to this goal. The, the thing that I find interesting and, and I like, frankly, is you know, to be successful in life and in football. The life is first, right? Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that um, we've seen from, I would say, the more successful coaches at Michigan, and, and when I say that, I mean, you know, Bo and I mean Lloyd, um, and, and to a certain extent, I think um, we've had coaches try to do that since, but I think it's been a pretty consistent goal that, you know, one of the things that you're doing in football is, you know, you're going to have a very short football career and a very long life. And hopefully the lessons you learn from playing football set you up to be successful in life. So I really like the order of that. And uh, again, I think we've seen behavior that backs that up from Coach Harbaugh um, since his time here and uh, as coach. So, yeah, I, I agree with that a lot. And, and your point about um, in life and in football is is important. And I think it's also very specific to kind of the culture that, that Harbaugh wants to set and, and what what his messaging is and echoes that first and foremost on the recruiting trail. And, you know, that's uh, there's a big difference with how Michigan recruits and the type of, of kids and, and families that, that they recruit. And I think that uh, that point number one is kind of the leading edge of, of his vision for how they recruit and who they recruit. You know, I think you make a good point about, about the culture. Right. And there's been a lot of uh, static in the channel. Right. Um, 
media and fans talking about that there needs to be a culture change. Well, some of the culture is good, right? That culture of life and football is one of the positive things. And I think, you know, you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And, and I think that when I look through these goals and we, as we keep going through them, I think, I think this is Harbaugh kind of sharpening the pencil a little bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, the next on the individual goals, create an atmosphere in the workplace that supports teamwork, friendship, and winning. An atmosphere that brings joy each day we come to work. And, you know, the thing that strikes me about this is that, you know, Harbaugh's personal saying is, you know, attacking each day with an enthusiasm unknown to man. This, when I look at number two, to me, it's really kind of restating that uh, in greater detail. Yeah, I, I agree that that's... I agree with that sentiment wholeheartedly. The the interesting word for me in this one is workplace. That um, obviously it's his workplace. It's the workplace for you know numerous staff members, support staff, and uh, obviously the assistant coaching staff. And I think that that's that's the the tone that I took from it is that it's about uh, the relationships between himself. And the the people that work there as as part of their job, that this one doesn't seem, because of the word specifically workplace, this is much more about the the people that are there over the long term as players come in and out of the program. So this is much more about um, the professional staff and his assistant coaches. And, And this is where he starts, in my opinion, starts to kind of, uh, provide some context for, the coaching moves that we'll be talking about later um, in this pod. You know, uh, and I'm looking at the language here, and I think the order is important just as it was with the last uh, goal, right? Teamwork, friendship, and winning. And, you know, it's interesting. uh, Also, I see that uh, Coach Harbaugh is not a fan of the Oxford comma. I am going to count him down for that, but but that's just uh, an (laughs) an English geekery thing for me. But, but in all seriousness, teamwork and friendship, right? And, you know, we don't know exactly what happened behind the scenes last year. There was some uh, not only disarray on the field, but there was some, um, some drama off the field, right? And uh, I wonder if, uh, you know, th- there's a saying in management. Um, it's called creative tension, right, where you set the goals and – uh, you give people the latitude and the freedom to go after those goals in the way that they, they see fit, right? And I have to wonder if, uh, you know, some of the, the tension that we saw on the field that, you know, obviously resulted in less than spectacular events um, came from some of the, uh, came from conflicts in the coaching staff. And it's going to be interesting to see uh, how the new coaching staff comes together and 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 deals with with people so it, again there's a lot we don't know but you know it, it's like uh you know there was a saying in one of the star wars movies it's like the planet is not in the in the records but gravity's pull is still there right i don't think we know exactly what happened behind the scenes completely uh you know in the team rooms but we can see the pull of some of some bad gravity i think and i think that um you know, besides the uh, less than spectacular results on the scoreboard last season, I, I think that uh, 
we see the the pull of some negative gravity that I think Harbaugh is trying to uh, to rebalance. Yeah, and and the last bit on this one for me, I think, is that I don't, I still don't believe that this is an, a situation where Harbaugh or the program is trying to scapegoat any any one coach that is that is there or not there anymore. You know, um, that language was used a lot when Don Brown was fired. Um, I, I certainly. I do not think at all that Don Brown was a negative force uh, on the staff. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's clear that Harbaugh values a lot of the cohesion that he felt was missing this past season and um, that that he's kind of reassigned himself uh, to be responsible for creating an environment that, that encourages that cohesion. And, and that's that's a good thing. Um, but, but again, I, I don't think that that should be spun into, um, that they were trying to purge necessarily any bad apples, that it was more like a, a, a group of friends that had a falling out, uh, rather than somebody in there spoiling the whole bunch. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, I think as you, as we move through our lives and our careers, you can see times where, you can put together a team of, of like a management staff, right? And sometimes it just doesn't work or sometimes mm-hmm. it comes to an end, right? Like it may have worked for a while. So, again, I didn't want to give the impression that I was trying to scapegoat, scapegoat uh, Coach Brown. I, I think that what we're seeing, though, and, and again, we'll head on this when we talk about the coaching staff, is we are seeing a different balance of individuals, and, and hopefully uh, it will work out well for all. Right. Um, so uh, third goal. Develop and administer a process, parentheses, plan, that supports team success and winning. Team in all caps. So uh, I like that uh, he's calling out the team because, uh, you know, that's one of the things that most Michigan fans love, the team, the team, the team. You know, one of the mantras that's come down from Coach Shem Beckler throughout the years. Um, but it's interesting. Again, I, I look at the the uh, order of words, right? That develop and administer a process plan that supports team success and winning. And it's interesting that I think I I find it interesting that team success is separate from winning, right? And, and not that they're exclusive, but just that order I I find interesting. Right, right. Clearly he's, he's very intentional with his language and the order of which, uh, you know, he puts the words together. Um, What's striking or, or what's critical, I think, is that this is him taking individual ownership and accountability for creating these cultural things, that, that not just sitting back and hoping that it comes together, but proactively putting in place a plan that makes this happen, that it's his job to make sure that that happens, and if it is not happening, to adjust his plan. So it's um, it's 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 kind of a leadership 101 style of taking uh taking responsibility and accountability for some of the failures that were there last year and he's he kind of did this in a a public forum right with where we can't see what all the questions and the problems were but he's very clearly laying out the answers um so again it's all it's all positive check marks um to me um i and i i tend to take you know jim harbaugh at his word I have not, I've yet to see a situation where something that he said, um, 
isn't backed up by by his own action. So um, if he says it this clearly and plainly in a public setting, uh, typically his actions are going to back that up. Um, and and I I believe it in this case too. Well, and uh, again, I think this uh, this is kind of an updating of the team, the team, the team, right? I like mm-hmm. that, and and I agree with uh, with your points. So, uh, number four, be a member of the 2021 Big Ten and National Champion Michigan football team. So, yeah, what, that's that's clearly. Oh, by the way, the, the, the standard for what success looks like on the football field is not has not changed, you know, and that he sometimes that question boils up um in the media and among uh, among fans and again clearly and plainly he's uh he's pretty pretty emphatically stating that that that's what the goal is to win the big 10 title and to win the national championship as well and that will be the goal for the, this program um for for his entire career i i i it hasn't changed and, and i don't imagine it's going to change through the rest of this contract so a couple things here. Throughout the years, um, the team goals for previous teams have been shared, right? And um, when I mean previous teams, I mean, you know, the, the golden era of Michigan football, Bo Schembechler teams, Lloyd Carr teams. And one of the things I always remember about when those goals would leak out or we would get, you know, uh, the, the door would crack open and we would see things from from the uh, football building or you know pictures would be leaked was one of the main goals was always to win the big 10 right Mm -hmm. and i always laughed about that because it would cause heartburn among some in the fandom right they'd be like you know why aren't we aiming to win the national championship And, and the reality is is that in the big 10 if you win the big 10 you are well on the way to winning that national championship, right? So I always thought it was kind of interesting. I, I do find it interesting that Harbaugh is, explic- is explicitly saying we want to be the national champion. The other interesting thing is not lead but be a member of. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's, you know, when we're talking about leadership and, and how leadership has evolved over the years, it's really um, saying, listen, we're all in this together, Right. Um, you know, from a coaching and a leadership standpoint, you know, I'm not going to lead you anywhere. We're going to go there together. We're going to be, you know, we have equal uh, responsibility to each other. And I thought that was really interesting. The other interesting thing for me is that, you know, we cringe at our lack of success versus Ohio State. And, uh, you know, Michigan State has been a, a somewhat semi-regular thorn at our side it's interesting that these goals don't mention ohio state or michigan state at all it's michigan has a higher goal so it's going to be it's interesting and i'm but i'm sure that that is uh causing a little bit of of consternation among the fandom that uh ohio state isn't explicitly called out because we know that down in columbus beating michigan is one of their goals every year they practice they mention it every practice in and out and uh 
it's been that way since the John Cooper years. So it's it'll be interesting to me is, um, it, you know, Michigan needs to get over the hump with Ohio State, right? Can they do that by not targeting them every day and not discussing them every day? We don't know that they don't discuss them every day. Um, you know, um, when um, Brady Hoke was here, you know, he brought back the countdown clock, right, to, you know, how many, you know, there was a countdown clock on counting down the days till the next, you know, Ohio State game. And there was also a large um, uh, sign right before you entered the football building on how many days it had been since you'd beaten Ohio State. So we don't know what's going on inside, but we do know in the, in the individual goals, Ohio State and Michigan State aren't mentioned. Yeah, it, it's definitely implied there. Um, I, I think Harbaugh, he's reiterated in the past that, that beating Ohio State is a focus for the program and that he uh, emphasizes it. Um, I don't think that it's a coincidence that it always comes back out that, that there's not enough emphasis. You know, there's probably some, some players and, and alumni and certainly members of the fan base that wish that it was more explicit the way that, that Ohio State does regarding Michigan. But, um, you know, that's, he's, he's got his own vision for how he's going to do, how he's going to handle the, the rivalry. Uh, with Ohio State and and how he's going to handle the rivalry with Michigan State. In terms of goals, it's all rolled into that package, which is you know again, he's he's saying that that he wants to climb to the top of both of those mountains and that they're related, and that's that's fine by me. Um, I do wish I I wish that I knew for sure that um, that it was being emphasized amongst the staff and the players. And again, you said correctly, we don't know to what level it is. Um, I don't, I don't need any kind of performative, um, you know, outward expressions of, of rivalry hate to make me feel better. Um, but I, I would feel better if I knew for sure, um, that, that the, those fires are burning deep and, and on a regular basis within the program. But again, I, I don't have any reason not to take Harbaugh at his word. Um, it's you know you just kind of have to have to trust that the emphasis is there and put a little bit of faith in the the competitive fire that uh, a guy like Jim Harbaugh has as a former player at Michigan, who you know was most famous for guaranteeing a win over Ohio State and getting himself. You know, on the wrong side of Bo Schembechler for opening his mouth, um, but then backing it up and beating him. So it, it's it's not as if we've got an fighter that doesn't understand the meaning of the rivalry. So how he expresses it and how he wants it expressed in his program um, is is going to be good enough for me. Um, but personally, it would it would feel better as a fan knowing that it was that it was as deep and as it burned as hot as what we see coming from Ohio towards, uh, towards Ann Arbor. So next goal, number five, treat others as I would want to be treated and create a personal relationship with all those I come in contact. Now, the first thing I thought about this is, man, I can't, I can't wait for the next media press conference because I'm looking forward to my personal relationship. But other than that, 
Um, you know, I, I you know, all joking aside, I wonder, you know, there's been an underlying current of uh, respect, right? And you wonder if if these if these are the kind of values that Jim Harbaugh is trying to espouse and and trying to promote. You know, again, you kind of read between the lines. Is this one of the things that he has seen lacking in the previous teams? Um, and, and again, I, I, I think we keep coming back to all the, the coaching changes. And, um, you know, again, he has regularly shuffled his coaches, right? But I wonder if this is something that he sensed has been lacking from the last recipe of coaches that he put together. You know, and the other thing is, we don't really have a uh, a comparison to how many of these goals are the same year in and year out. So, uh, you know, we don't know if this is one that just carries over from the previous goals or if this is new. Yeah, when I read it, I think the, the first thought for me was trying to create a, a one-on-one personal relationship with all of your players on your roster and, and trying to treat – um, the, the guys that are walk-ons and, and, and probably won't get the same level of playing time or the opportunity to shine um, on game day in, in a big spot in a big game, but trying to still extend them the, the respect and, and treat them with the same dignity as you do your star players or star recruits. And, and that's a big deal, I think, for a head coach um, to, to kind of lead with that type of um, – integrity um both with uh kind of keeping a strong rapport with your players and and being on the same page with the leaders in your locker room but also um creating strong relationships on the recruiting trail um and 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 having that be part of your reputation um is a big part of, of what i think is most important so it'll be interesting to see uh if that extends outward toward uh, external people like the media or, or, you know, what we see in press conferences. But when I first read that, I, I thought of, you know, trying to make sure that he's, uh, he's equitable in, in how he treats all of his players from the top of the roster all the way to the bottom. Now, Clint, from a coaching standpoint, do you think that's realistic? Well, I, I think – I think it's open to interpretation um, in terms of what what does that attention and one-on-one relationship mean and how is it expressed and when is it expressed. Um, you would think just functionally, right, especially if, if Harbaugh is going to take an active role as the quarterback's coach, which is right now what's been reported and what we're kind of assuming, he's clearly going to be closer and spend more time day-to-day with the quarterbacks on the roster. But in order for him to accomplish what he's saying in this particular individual goal, he's going to have to do extra work to put himself in a situation and, and, and be outward and outgoing um, with, with every kid on the roster and their families um, and, and not just check boxes um, and, and, and attend meetings and be there, but also taking a personal interest and trying to do, some of the small things that end up uh, really um, becoming part of your reputation as being personable. So he, he has the opportunity to do that. There's no you know playbook for doing that. And if if he if he tries to take a number approach to it, where I spend X number of hours with every player, 
I think it comes off less of what he's trying to accomplish, right? You don't want to be cold and calculated. You want it to be, you know, warm and, and meaningful. So it, it is possible. Uh, it's just a matter of how he defines um, the things that he's he's trying to accomplish there and then actually backing up what he says he's going to do. Agreed. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out, not only among the team, but among uh, Harbaugh's uh, interactions with people outside and around the team. Uh, so, number six, and uh, this is a doozy. Do not be scared of any man, moment, circumstance, or of being fired. So, you know, when I hear this, I, I read this in Bo's voice, right? Except for the being fired part. Everything else, I just, you know, I I, I feel like it needs to be done in that Bo Schembechler, do not be scared of any moment, any man, any moment, any circumstance, right? Um, so... But it, it, it does address the uh, the elephant in the room, right? The the being fired. So, what do you think as we break this down? Um, to me, he he's trying to separate the first five points and what we see from him in terms of actions over the next days, months, and coming seasons. He's trying to separate those actions from this contract extension fiasco or, or media storm that that's been been present over the last, you know, eight weeks or so, you know, I, I think what I hear when I hear him say um, this is that he, he's reassuring people that he's going to coach and act in a way that he's trying to accomplish these goals and not, just try to protect his own job status and you know if if he is if he's successful in in accomplishing the first five goals then there's no reason to fear <laughs> all of those other things you know if he's highly successful and treating everybody with dignity and respect there's really no reason for him to have those concerns however you know in in the real world there are going to be challenges and he's going to be put into spots where he's got to make tough decisions and he is publicly and outwardly stating that he's going to do what is right according to creating an environment that is best for the team and what he can do to to respect the one-on-one -on -one personal relationships that he's created with people and that it's not about him and the contract that he is is signing and and working under Right. So, again, it's a it's another public outward statement that he's putting everybody else and the interest and his responsibilities for the success of the group ahead of his own personal um, competition or, or uh, job security. And, and I think it's 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 clear to me that that's. He, he did not – I can't imagine that he liked hearing anything, any questions about his job status, both as a competitor and as uh, someone who, who has repeatedly said um, how much love and, and respect and admiration he has for the program and uh, you know the, the people that built the program. So 
um, I think it was important for him to to explicitly state that um, just keeping his job is such a small thing um, in the way that he views the the size and the scope of his responsibility to the to the larger program and and the the history of Michigan football. I agree with that. I do have a, a slightly different take. Um, okay, I like this. I like this last point. I wish it had read, do not be scared of any man, moment, or circumstance, period. Right? Um, I think you could read anything into that. The The thing I don't like about this is that um, we know that other programs negatively recruit against Michigan. And it's one thing for someone on ESPN or, uh, you know, on the local Michigan, uh, Southeast Michigan radio to talk about that, that Harbaugh's job is under fire or that he might be fired. And it's another thing to see it directly addressed in a document published by the coach, right? So for me, um, I think the of being fired goes without saying, right? I mean, it definitely addresses the, again, the elephant in the room. But if if I'm recruiting against Michigan and, you know, we always talk about, you know, no names, right? But if, if somebody, if I'm one of these people recruiting against Michigan and I say, well, you know, you don't know about Coach Harbaugh. You don't know if he's going to be there. Look, even he talked about that he, you know, mentioned being fired, right? Um so on one hand, I think it's it's really gutsy to to uh, directly address it, and it goes in with what I would expect from from Coach Harbaugh. I'm not surprised. Um, from a PR standpoint, I look at that, and and I'm sure that he wrote this, right? I'm sure that it was not vetted by anybody, and and not that he would that he would take any input. But if I was vetting it, I would I would redline that last uh, or being fired, um, because or uh, of any circumstance covers a lot of things. And, and now, you know, and, and like you said, Clint, like you mentioned, well, you know, he has these larger goals and being fired is a really minor thing. Calling it out makes it a big thing, right? Um, and again, it, it's just, um, you know, here, and again, we're, we're parsing every word here. And when I saw that, I was like, wow, I, I again, it's gutsy to address it. But I think uh, you've taken... Um, innuendo and uh, and gossip and you've elevated it to uh you know being uh being in your individual goals right Mm -hmm. um and you know from a player's perspective i understand all those all those goals right when i get to the last one wait a minute you're worried about being fired because when you say I'm not worried about being fired, well, you're obviously addressing it, right? You know what I mean? It, it's a mm-hmm. it's a weird psychological thing, but in all of these goals, that is the one that just jumped out to me. Those of being fired. So so understand, you know, we've heard um, all this year in press conferences, whenever that question would co- come up, he would kind of poo poo it, right? Well, I'm not worried about that. I got an extension going. We'll take care of it at the time. Well, if you're addressing of being fired, that says that it was in your mind. Even if he was pushing it out of his mind, I think it means that it was bubbling up there, right? And if it's bubbling up there, it's bubbling up 
and and you've given form to it everywhere else. Mm. No, there's that's that's certainly logical, you know, and and acknowledging it does does make it a reality. Period. We just we don't know to what degree it was affecting him or, or on his mind, but certainly acknowledging it makes it real. And and you know, so we'll we'll see how how it translates going forward, but it does does kind of change the perspective of, of the events of probably the whole past year. The other interesting thing for me is I like having these goals because it gives us, it's going to give us and everyone an ability to kind of map out how successful this team is moving forward, right, for this season. Because... Um, you know, the most obvious one is number four. You know, we're, everybody will know if they're Big Ten or national champions, right? Mm-hmm. And But the other stuff, as you talk to people, you're going to get a feel for, right? Um, how, the te- how the team behaves, uh, in, you know, in the huddle, on, on the sideline. So it is going to be interesting to see um, if, if Coach Harbaugh can make these real, right? Um, you know, we've talked a lot about Mentioning being fired, making that real. Well, there's a lot of things here. If, if they can become real, again, if you can win the Big Ten, that's going to go a long way to um, dispelling some of the doubt that many people have. And, and frankly, let's be honest, uh, there's a there's a portion of the Michigan fandom who who have pretty serious doubt about Coach Harbaugh at this point. Mm-hmm. You win a you win a Big Ten championship, that's going to um, address a lot of those concerns. And, you know, again, you can assume if you're winning the Big Ten, you've obviously gotten past Michigan State and Ohio State, um, you know, unless unless the, the bottom falls out of those programs, which would be amazing, but uh, doesn't seem to be, at least in the case of Ohio State, they seem to be a machine uh, moving on. So we, I don't think we can expect the bottom to fall out there. Well, that's I, I think that's right. I, and we'll see we'll see how it plays out, but you're you're right that there's a clear guide for us to uh to at least compare as we uh go through spring and preseason into the summer and and then once the games actually start, we'll have a much better idea of, of how he's attacking um trying to accomplish these different things that are a little bit tougher to actually quantify and, and a little bit less tangible so the other big news that's come out is that the uh, changes on the Michigan's on Michigan football defensive staff is complete, and I think uh, the big thing was, of course, Don Brown leaving the program, and we now know who his replacement is. Uh, Mike McDonald, formerly of the Baltimore Ravens in the NFL, uh, Someone who'd been on the staff with uh, Jim Harbaugh's brother, John, in the NFL, has come to Michigan, and he will be the new defensive coordinator. How do you feel about that? Well, the fact that it was the first one announced um, made things very interesting. Of course, it uh, kind of brought new perspective to watching the Ravens' defense through the uh, the first couple rounds of the playoffs. So it was kind of a little bit more fun and, and took a little bit more interest in watching those playoff games. Um the fact that he's never been a coordinator before is one question mark. Again, I don't think that there's any requirement, right? The best, the best people that have ever done any given job, you know, at some point they had to, to break, <laughs> break in and be the first, first time that they did it. Right. So, um, 
that doesn't necessarily mean that he can't be successful, um, but it is a challenge, right? Uh, just like we saw with Josh Gaddis being a first-time coordinator and, and kind of feeling his way into calling plays and, and being responsible for the whole offensive game plan. You know, there's going to be, I would expect, some some growing pains there. Um, I, I think that I've got a, a certain amount of concern about the scheme that, that they end up running without getting into too much of the details. I, I, I still think that they're going to be kind of an odd front, um, which puts a lot of pressure on your defensive linemen to, to kind of play heads up with uh, with an offensive lineman and be able to take a gap on either side of that lineman, you know, playing kind of a two-gap scheme uh, is what I expect. And the defensive line right now I think is very thin um, kind of literally and figuratively. They're a little bit light on the defensive line and also not very deep. So um, handling that maybe through the transfer portal or uh, seeing some of the younger guys emerge, maybe grow and, and emerge as, as playmakers will be a big deal. So I, I, I'm excited to see you know how it develops. Um, I, I certainly will have a little bit of uh, growing pains um, that I expect uh, for Michigan to go through, but um, I, I certainly think that he's got everything he needs to be successful. The other major question for me was, you know, somebody who spent one year at the University of Georgia and then went to the NFL for seven years, what is he going to do in terms of recruiting? And I think uh, – that Michigan and, and Harbaugh as the head coach kind of addressed that with the subsequent hires. So um, that major concern that I had right away seems like um, was addressed with, with what else they did down the line. So it's interesting because, you know, so when we look on the defensive side of, of the coaching staff, right, you have Don Brown gone, you have Bob Shoup gone, who, who, as far as we know, never actually coached in a game, right? Like he was away from the program. And we don't know if that had been different if the schedule had started on a regular, you know, if we had gotten our regularly scheduled schedule, right? If the season had been started at the time that uh, it should have started pre-COVID, right? We don't know if uh, if it was something that evolved later. We we just don't know, right? But the point is, is Bob Shoup um, was gone, um, we have the quarterbacks coach Mike Zordich gone, and we have a uh, pretty much a, a completely new constituted defense. Right? Um, you have um, Sean Nua still there, but um, and uh, Brian Jean Mary there as linebackers coach. But you have uh, again new defensive coordinator and uh, Maurice Linguist and, and George Hilo. Right. So it's going to be interesting, um, you know, again, from a recruiting standpoint, you know, it's interesting because when players are recruited, um, it's kind of like the whole defensive staff will recruit them, right? You'll have one primary coach, but if you're a, uh, if you're a recruit, you're looking at, hey, who's going to be my position coach? Who, are, who do they work with? What is our scheme? What does the whole defense look like, right? And right now, I don't, you know, like you said, uh, uh, the recruiting is, is the recruiting is a big question for me, right? Um, 
not only is it a question from a personal relationship standpoint, you know, uh, if, you know, they normally recruit guys for several years before they, they finally make the decision. But if you're a recruit, how do you know how you're going to fit into the defense when you have nothing to look at, when you really have nothing on tape? So, uh, again, I, I have concerns. I have concerns about that. Yeah, it makes it certainly makes sense. Um, I think uh, the, the focus on recruiting is clear um, that that almost all of the hires have some track record of being successful recruiters in their previous stops uh, other than than Mike McDonald at the top. Um, Mo Linguist, as you mentioned, is coming from the Cowboys but was at Texas A&M uh, before that and Minnesota before that. So he actually, as soon as he signed and it was announced that he had signed, he there was a, a slew of offers made um, for 2022 prospects and a bunch of new buzz on 21 prospects that came right away. And I think that is a, is a testament to relationships and connections and networking that Mo Linguist had done um, before he spent a year with the Cowboys. You know, when, when he had contacted and set up um, at least introductions and, and started personal relationships with uh, a handful of prospects when he was at A&M and or at, at Minnesota, and now those guys are, are the age of what's being recruited or who's being recruited right now to where he came from the NFL to the, to the college job and instantly there was, was five or six players that now had, had links to, to the University of Michigan. So that focus on, on personal relationships that Harbaugh had and his individual goals um, is clearly you know, resonating or is clearly being echoed um, through how he wants uh, his new assistant coaches, at least on the defensive side of the ball, to approach recruiting. And, and I think that that's going to be a, a, a big positive going forward. Um, the question is how how quickly, of course, the staff can come together, put together a, a, a philosophy and a scheme for this coming season. But uh, over the long haul, um, success on the recruiting trail will help ease any of the uh, the early hiccups that that this staff is going to have agreed and i think it is important too that these guys do come from the nfl and uh when top when they're talking to top recruits those guys have goals to not only be successful in college but to go on to the nfl so that they can uh you know talk from a from ex from experience right say listen you know, this is what you need to get to the league, and uh, that definitely that definitely will help them. Yeah, and the other the other big piece of it, of course, is that the the guys that are coming in are all significantly younger than the guys that are that are exiting, and I think that that um, is also related to you know a, a coach's ability to create um, a, a close, meaningful. Um, you know, understanding of how to relate to kids and communicate in uh, in what is increasingly more and more a, a digital world. And I think the, you know, the pandemic kind of highlighted that, I'm sure, with their recruiting cycle via Zoom and, and FaceTime and all of these digital tools. Um, it probably, you know, 
highlighted the strengths of some of the folks on the staff and it probably exacerbated the the weaknesses of some of the other parts of the staff so um, just getting younger and, and having coaches that are, are used to communicating with high school kids um, and their families using a lot of the digital tools that um, are, are more prevalent today is also um, a big part of this I think I think we'd be remiss not to mention that uh, there have been some changes down in Columbus. Former, longtime former Michigan assistant Greg Madison, who uh, left Michigan to uh, join Ryan Day's staff, has announced his retirement. And uh, definitely interesting. Um, you know, I, I really liked Coach Madison when he was here at Michigan during you know during both stints. Um, wasn't too happy to see him leave, but, uh, you know, especially to go to Columbus, but we wish him well. And, uh, it's interesting that, uh, you know, Ohio state is also looking to revamp their defense, even though they made the national championship game and have, have won the big 10, uh, you know, two years in a row. So again, changes are everywhere. Um, it, it's, it's a part of, uh, the off season for all these teams and, it's just there's a lot more changes on the Michigan side. So hopefully Coach Harbaugh is in the process of dialing up to challenge the Buckeyes. We'll be seeing a slightly different look from them moving forward. And, uh, you know, again, just change is part of the game. Yep, and uh, we're he- heading into the uh, part of the cycle where we're hope um, hopefully can spring eternal and we'll see – you know, given the, uh, the the global context of, you know, pandemic and, and vaccines getting distributed and testing available and all of that stuff, let's um, let's hope that we get some semblance of regularity for, for spring ball, for the recruiting cycle, and then into fall camp and, and um, being able to see the people that we uh, we love to see on, on football Saturdays and, and Let's let's set that as a goal for for ourselves and and do everything we can to build towards uh you know fall Saturdays going back to what we uh what we remember and love. Much agreed. I think that would be a great goal to look forward as we head through this year. And as you said, the vaccines coming out, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing some Michigan football in person again. So. That's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Clint Derringer. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.